If you regularly eat or choose unhealthy comfort foods when you're stressed or not truly hungry, something is out of balance. In my free Food is Comfort Masterclass, you'll learn how to end the anguish of emotional eating and stress eating by uncovering the five different emotional eating types so that you can get to the root of overeating. Emotional eating, mindless eating, stress eating, or just eating when you're bored have become habits you don't know how to break. But during my free masterclass, I'll show you how. Save your spot now by clicking on the link in the show notes or by heading to comfort.trudyestone.com. That's comfort.trudyestone.com. Welcome to the Mind Your Body Show, where you'll learn how to get your mind right so that your body will follow. I'm Trudy Stone, certified culinary nutritionist, TV guest expert, and author. After self-hacking my mind and body to lose 30 pounds, I now help busy, overwhelmed women use stress as their superpower so that they can rise above it and become more calm, resilient, and physically fit. Each week, not only will you learn nutrition and stress management habits, you'll also learn about the power of food to enhance your mental and physical well-being and how to overcome your battles with living a healthier lifestyle. The secret to eating healthier, improving your mood, and increasing your energy are not only about what you put in your stomach, it's also about what's going on in your brain. So congratulations on showing up. I promise to support you on your health journey with every single episode. Let's begin. Welcome to the Mind Your Body Show. This is culinary nutritionist Trudy Stone, and I am so grateful that you tuned in today. Class is back in session here on the Mind Your Body Show, as well as with the kiddos going back to school. And I'm sure my listeners who are parents are very happy about that. I have missed y'all, and I have missed being behind this mic. So last season, we left off on healthy summer foods, and now it's fall. So we're going to talk about how to get back into a routine. I have to tell you, I struggle with this a little bit myself, a lot, depending on what day you're asking me that question. <laughs> it's hard to accept that summer is over and that colder weather is going to start creeping in. And I had such an amazing summer and I really made the most of it this year after being locked down for two summers. So I'm in a bit of denial that falls here, but it is. So we got to roll with it. It can be hard to get back into a routine, and it can also be hard to get back on track after the summer. So today, I'm going to be sharing some tips with you on how to do just that. Now, don't worry, I'll be right there in the trenches with you. I am hoping that the tips I'm going to share with you today will help you to get back into a routine and reestablish or create some healthy habits this fall. So let's kick things off with tip number one, and that is to take small steps. Take those little baby steps, okay? I've talked about this on the podcast before, but when you have a big goal, let's say your big goal, it is for a lot of people, is meal prep. I want you to break that goal down into smaller steps. So focus on one thing. It should be like the one thing that keeps you up at night. 
Okay. So for example, if you know that you always cave into ordering pizza at the end of a long day, and then you know that eating crappy food for dinner is your downfall, then start there. If you know that for lunch, you're always like, maybe if you're still going to the office, maybe you're always going to the food court and you're eating Chinese food, or maybe, you know, you have a fast food place across the street from where you live, like I do. Um, maybe you're going over there and you're getting onion rings for lunch, right? Wherever, like whatever the area is that you think about the most that might be keeping you up at night, that's where I want you to start. Okay. So either start with planning your lunches or start by planning your dinners, but I don't want you to start planning all of the things all at once when you haven't really been in the group with meal prep. Okay. So you really want to focus on micro goals instead of macro goals. Okay. So what is the difference? A macro goal is your bigger goal. For example, meal prepping more consistently. Micro goals are all the little things you do that lead you to achieving your macro goal. So that that could be scheduling time to plan out what meals you eat and then going to the grocery store, then setting aside time, you know, to actually do the meal prep. It could actually be looking in your pantry and maybe just doing a pantry clean out, just throwing out items that are expired, throwing out items that you know are not going to serve your health goals and where it is that you're trying to go with your health right now. Everyone wants to focus on the macro goal instead of all of the steps that it takes to get there. So everybody wants to focus on, they see these, these meal prep videos on YouTube, right? Everybody has these meal prep videos on YouTube with all the perfectly, you know, pre-portioned containers. And people look at that like, oh my God, that is what I want to do. No, I don't want you to start there. Like I said, I want you to start with what's keeping you up at night. If it's the lunches and you say to yourself, I never eat healthy lunches, I want you to start there. If it's dinners, I want you to start there. It might be both for you, but I want you to choose one starting spot, okay, and take small steps to achieve your goal, okay? Now, here's the thing. A lot of people become mentally overwhelmed striving to achieve that big macro goal, and that overwhelm usually leads to giving up. And in this example that I'm giving you with meal prep specifically, you know, then you give into unhealthy foods because you feel like you failed. But when you break it down into micro goals, like I'm just going to plan a few snacks for the week, or I'm just going to prep two lunches for the week. Eventually, you'll figure out which planning strategies work best for you, and you can slowly build on that plan by prepping more meals in advance. That will seem more attainable rather than saying, I'm going to prep all my lunches and all my dinners for the next week. Plus, this type of goal setting allows you to celebrate the small victories, and those small victories will give you momentum. All right. So some other micro goals could include, um, I mentioned this before, organizing your pantry. This is a big one. Okay. Organizing your pantry and your cabinets, including your spice rack, man. I am guilty of this one. My spice rack is a mess. Like I got so many because I love like adding a lot of flavor to my food. I don't believe that healthy food has to be bland or boring. So I have so many different spices and I really need to find a better organization system of organizing my spices. So, hey, If you know how I can organize my spices, I want you to hit me up on Instagram, okay? Send me a picture of your spice rack and your organization situation. Send me that picture on Instagram and help a girl out. (laughs) I'm being honest here, okay? Um, Also, you want to put maybe those health-promoting spices or those spices that you use most frequently, like at the front of your spice rack or the front of your cabinet, wherever it is that you keep your spices. That's what I do. So the ones I use most frequently, I kind of have them set up like where I have them at the either the top of my spice rack because I have like one of those carousel kind of spinny spice racks, or I put them like at the front of my pantry. 
Okay. Um, another micro goal could be adding more fiber to your diet. Okay. Because a lot of people are deficient in fiber. So adding more fiber to your diet with things like chickpeas, beans, or lentils, that's really going to help to curb your appetite or even your sugar cravings as well. And if you do struggle with sugar cravings, I actually have something special that I'm going to be releasing very soon coming up. So if you don't want to miss that, your best bet is probably to join my email list. Okay, so if to join my email list, just go to my website, trudyestone.com. Um, if you go on my website, there's going to be some sort of offer on that website for you, some free offer. Usually I have something like pinned to the top of my page or just something on the home page. Just sign up, get on my email list, and I will notify you when this resource drops that's going to help you to manage those sugar cravings. Y'all, I am so excited about this. You have been asking me for this. My clients have been asking me for this. And I've been working really hard, even though I was taking some downtime in the summer, I have been working really hard to think about how I can best serve you guys. And I know that sugar is something you guys struggle with, especially during the pandemic. So what I have planned for you guys, you guys are absolutely going to love. Okay, but enough about that. So I want you to think about that right now. What micro goal are you going to focus on this week? Is it going to be the lunches? Is it going to be organizing your pantry? Is it going to be focusing on adding in more fiber? Is it going to be focusing on making healthy dinners? I want you to tell me what that is. Okay, come over to Instagram. That's usually where I hang out, Instagram or LinkedIn. Um, Come over there and let me know so I can support you and so that I can cheer you on to help you to meet your goal. All right, so tip number one was to take small steps. Tip number two to get back into a routine is time management and balance. Man, I could write a whole book on this one. (laughs) If you're feeling overwhelmed and feel like you're always busy or if there are healthy habits that you wanna implement like meal prep or exercise, First, do an audit of how you're spending your time during the day and make an effort to manage your time more effectively. Sometimes feeling overwhelmed by life comes down to how organized you are. Now, I am a bit of an organization freak, but I do find that it helps me to manage my time better and leaves more time for those things that I enjoy doing. It also helps to eliminate decision fatigue because constantly trying to figure out things in the moment or as you go along can be draining. Been there, got the t-shirt and the CD. So plan ahead and even better, put those things that you deem important into your calendar. Think of it this way. When you're at work, people don't just magically all jump into a meeting at the same time. It's scheduled. It's on the calendar. So it happens. Organize your life in the same way. Block out times for self-care like I do on a Saturday. Block out time for exercise or meal prep. Managing overwhelm is super important because it can be a major trigger for stress eating and emotional eating. Heightened stress may be triggering cravings, overeating, and ultimately weight gain. To end struggles with overeating, you'll want to feed your hunger for stress relief and add smart, doable ways to manage or reduce your stress. Stress eating is one of the most challenging types of emotional eating, and stress is a big contributor to overeating and weight gain, especially for busy women. That's why I've decided to host a free masterclass called When Food is Comfort to help you to manage your stress, 
instead of eating it. Save your spot now by clicking on the link in the show notes or by heading over to my website, trudyestone.com. Tip number three, focus on creating habits. Y'all, I have covered this extensively on the podcast and even wrote a book about it. So if I haven't convinced you yet, friends, I don't know what to tell you. (laughs) But the best way to get into a routine and to change your habits is by habit stacking. It's simple. Habit stacking is one of the most powerful ways to build new habits without relying on willpower. You're probably already a habit stacker without even knowing it. When you brush your teeth, wash your face, have a shower, and then towel off. That's a habit stack. Basically, it's about grouping together small things into a routine which you link to an already existing habit. This powerful technique not only makes the behavior memorable, but it cements your new habit to an existing trigger. So think about some of your existing habits and how you can tie a new one that you're trying to build to an already existing habit. Every habit should have a trigger that acts as a reminder to do them. Tip number four, be compassionate with yourself and take time to relax. Anytime we're trying to make changes to our diet or lifestyle for the better, it can be stressful and a bit of an emotional roller coaster. You may have a goal to meal prep or to make a healthy dinner for your family, but life gets in the way and you cave into pizza or burgers and then you feel guilty. Don't, don't feel guilty. Okay. Just try to hold compassion for yourself and make the next meal healthier. All too, like too often, like whenever we eat something that we deem is off plan or we eat something that we said we weren't going to eat anymore. We get so wrapped up just in just feeling this utter sense of guilt and this all or nothing thinking where it's like, okay, now that I've eaten this burger, okay, well, I might as well have the cookies. Well, I might as well have the wine, right? It's this all or nothing thinking. And we don't hold compassion for ourselves. Like we're humans. We're entitled to make mistakes. It's going to happen. Life gets in the way, right? We're still all trying to adjust after the last two years and the upheaval that we've all seen in our lives, right? So hold compassion for yourself right? Getting back into a routine means that we're going to try to do and squeeze in all of the things, but I want you to release the perfectionism if your day doesn't go as planned. Perfectionism can also be highly stressful and lead to burnout. If things don't go exactly as planned during your day, have compassion for yourself and instead focus on the effort you put in and not personalizing failure when you make a mistake. Also, make sure you carve out some times in your schedule to relax, create moments that are just for you. For me, it's curling up in my favorite nook in my couch, reading a good book and enjoying a matcha latte. Also, instead of grabbing your phone off the nightstand as soon as you wake up in the morning to check your messages, pause for a few moments before starting your workday and set your intention for the day. I do this every single morning without fail, no matter how busy or how hectic my life is. And I can't tell you how much it just makes the rest of my day flow better when I just take those first few moments of the day and just have them just for me. Okay, 
When you start your workday like that, you know, just having those few moments in the day that are just for you. When you start your day with an intention, like I want to feel joy today. It is a good day to be happy. Whatever your intention is for the day, you know, really start to visualize what you want your day to look like and what success looks like for you that day. I also really want you to get into the habit of really tuning in to what it is that you need. Sometimes we need to tune out to tune in. And I'm going to say that again for the people in the back. Sometimes we need to tune out to tune in. This is something that especially as women who are doing all of the things fail to remember. We're so busy with being busy and so many distractions, we're not taking the time to really figure out what we want and what we need. I was guilty of that myself and I was doing that too and I had to take a hard look at my life and see where I was out of alignment. I want to encourage you to dig deep here because many of us are just using food and alcohol as band-aid approaches when we're feeling stressed and overwhelmed. Then you probably feel guilty that your willpower isn't strong enough and that you can't, you can't stop giving in. So then that makes you give in even more to those things. Did I strike a nerve here? Is, is anybody, is anybody hearing this? Anybody feeling this right now? You feeling what I'm putting down right here today? Okay, so instead, I want to encourage you to find the root cause of what's stressing you out or making you feel overwhelmed, unfulfilled, or unhappy. In fact, just this morning, I read this article about um, the effects of feeling unfulfilled, the effects that it has on our body and the effects that it has on our brain. And don't quote me on this. I don't know what the study is. I should probably pause this and actually figure out what that study is. But there was a study that I read that said that you know, prolonged feelings of just feeling like unfulfilled in your life actually puts you at a higher risk of diseases like Alzheimer's. Okay, so I'm just going to drop that and leave that there. Um, If I find that study, I'll link that up for you guys in the show notes so you guys can take a look at that because I thought it was really interesting and I think there's a lot of truth there. I, your body really, and I'm going to go off and I feel like I'm get heading into a different podcast episode here, but you know, your body really feels the stress and the tension. Your body feels, you know, all of those negative thoughts you keep telling yourself over and over and over again in your mind. All of that translates to your body. All of that translates to your cells. Okay. And that's when we start seeing things like, you know, um, autoimmune conditions being on the rise. And there's definitely some research that shows a link between, you know, um, prolonged stress and increases in autoimmune diseases, right? So again, I want you to understand that your body feels everything that your mind is thinking. That's why this podcast is called the Mind Your Body Show, because it is so important that we get our thoughts and our minds and our brain on our sides so that we can ultimately heal our bodies and be our best selves. Okay, so I went off on a tangent there. I don't even know what I was supposed to talk about next. Um, I'm not even going to edit this. I'm just going to keep rolling with this. Um, So I talked about, all right, so yes, I want to encourage you to find the root cause of what's stressing you out. Okay, journaling. Journaling is a great way to work through this. And I used to bash journaling all the time. I used to think, has time to write things down like you know I used to do that when I was like 12 years old when I had a boyfriend and you know broke my heart I would write about it in a journal right but no like journaling is so good and has been so beneficial for me um on my healing journey and with a lot of things that I've gone through in my life and I'm pausing because I feel myself getting emotional and I feel the tears welling up because that's how important journaling has been to me 
Um, the other thing about journaling that I found, and I realized this actually uh, just the other day, I was going back and I was looking through my past journals. And it was so interesting to see the trajectory of, you know, where I was before in terms of my thought patterns and how I was perceiving things in my life to where I am now. And that's because I put in a lot of work. I put in a lot of work for myself and I do this for myself, but I also do this because I want to give back and I want to help other people as well who might be struggling, who might be going through turmoil and certain challenges in their life. And I can't express enough how um, instrumental journaling has been for me to work through all of those things. Okay, so try to implement that as a new habit heading into the fall. You know, maybe part of your wind down routine at the end of the day is to think of three things that went well that day and how that made you feel and journal about it. Self-care. And, you know, I actually I prefer the term soul care, actually, is about tuning into your mind and your body and taking the time to support yourself. And it's also about listening to your body when you feel drained and exhausted And we all feel that way when trying to establish new routines, or in this case, at this time of the year, just trying to get back into a groove. A morning routine can be one of the best ways to give back to yourself. The most successful, grounded people walking this planet have a specific morning routine they follow every day. Not only will you be taking care of yourself, but you'll have a much more productive day if you start your day with some major positive energy vibes. This is where things like affirmations, exercise, gratitude, and meditation come in. As I record this podcast right now, I think I mentioned this to you guys. I kind of um, redesigned my office during the pandemic, and I bought this beautiful print, and it has an affirmation on it. And it says, and I'm staring at it right now, it's a good day to be happy. So I see this every single morning when I wake up. And that's that's what I mean. It's like, it's just about having like, you know, uplifting words like around you as kind of like touch points throughout the day. Like when we're feeling stressful, like, you know, when our negative thoughts are kind of spiraling out of control, just something you can look at. So when I get into that mode, I look over to that affirmation and on that painting I have. And I'm like, man, yeah, it certainly is a good day to be happy because things can always be a whole lot worse. Um, what else can we talk about here? Let me talk about exercise, actually, because exercise, um, extensive research actually shows us that exercise can ease symptoms of depression and anxiety. It releases feel-good hormones, and it also creates feelings of happiness and euphoria. In some cases, exercise is shown to be just as effective as antidepressant pills in treating depression. Self-care also means prioritizing sleep, setting aside time for fun, which I did in the summertime, (laughs) a lot of it, and making sure you're nourishing your body throughout the day. So to wrap up this point on self-care or soul care, as I like to call it, we talked earlier about scheduling things into your calendar, and I want you to start scheduling time in your calendar for you, even if it's just a five minute break to do some deep breathing exercises. As a matter of fact, if you're listening to this on your phone right now, I want you to put up or pull up that calendar app on your phone, and I want you to look at your calendar, and I want you to find five minutes that you can schedule into your calendar. Even if you're just sitting at your desk in those five minutes and just taking a few deep breaths in and out, I want you to start scheduling time for you. Don't you deserve it? Now, if you're too stressed or if you feel too overwhelmed, you're going to find it harder to stick with a healthier routine. So taking out time for yourself is not to be overlooked. 
And if you find that your new routine or trying to get back into a routine isn't working, change it up until you find a routine that works well for your life. Make any tweaks as needed. If you regularly eat or choose unhealthy comfort foods when you're stressed or not truly hungry, something is out of balance. In my free Food is Comfort Masterclass, you'll learn how to end the anguish of emotional eating and stress eating by uncovering the five different emotional eating types so that you can get to the root of overeating. Emotional eating, mindless eating, stress eating, or just eating when you're bored have become habits you don't know how to break. But during my free masterclass, I'll show you how. Save your spot now by clicking on the link in the show notes or by heading to trudyestone.com. All right, so tip number five is to enjoy the season. Just because the days of going to the beach and barbecues are over, it doesn't mean you still can't enjoy the season. I'm guilty of this too. You can still get outdoors, be active, and enjoy the fall season. And yes, I get it. All of your favorite shows are coming back on TV and you can't wait to binge. I am personally eagerly awaiting the return of Grey's Anatomy. I am also eagerly awaiting the return of The Crown. And I was on Netflix the other day and I saw a coming soon. When I see a coming soon, I know it's around the corner, so I cannot wait. Anyways, I digress. Just because it's cooler out, it is not an excuse to park yourself on the couch all the time and just binge watch The Crown. (laughs) Enjoy all that fall has to offer. You know, go for a walk. Look at the changing leaves. Like that's my favorite thing to do actually in in the fall. So not only do I get that exercise, I also get like that sense of awe by, you know, watching like the the leaves that are changing color, just being out in nature, you know, doing some forest bathing. So there's so many different benefits of just going outside just for a walk in nature in the fall. You know, rake some leaf piles with your kids and jump in them, you know, create some lasting memories with them. Like how great would it be for them, you know, when they're in their 20s and now they're looking back, you know, I remember when I used to rake leaves in the fall with my mom and my dad, you know, and we used to just rake them up and then we would jump right in them, like create new memories with them, like go apple picking. Enjoy the fall harvest and embrace delicious seasonal foods like butternut squash, sweet potatoes, and pumpkin. There are so many ways to enjoy the season that will help you to establish a healthier routine. Eating in-season foods also helps to provide your body with more nutrients. So there you have it, five ways to fall back into a routine this fall. I would love to hear which one of these tips you'll try. Feel free to leave me a review in iTunes to let me know what you thought of this episode. I would really appreciate it. And your review helps me to reach more people. If you found value in this or any of my episodes, please go ahead and leave your girl a review. Well, that's it for now, friends. Until next time, take care of your mind and your body will follow. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Mind Your Body Show. I hope that you learned something new to help you transform your life and your body. For more after the show, make sure to head over to TrudyEStone.com. That's where you'll find all of the show notes. Also, make sure to head over to iTunes to subscribe and leave us a rating to let us know what you thought about the episode. And remember, get your mind right and your body will follow. Thanks for tuning in.